help of Hashem, we are learning by the Kama Daf Ayin. We left off on Daf Ayin, Amad Aleph, all the way on top of the Amid, the top line. We're going to start learning a Gavaldi Kasugya regarding a power of attorney document that is either called, Belash and Chazal, a Shtar Harsha'a, a document that gives someone Rishus to represent him, or here it's called a Urkesa, which means the same thing. Now, let's just get the right words. You have a Teveya and a Nitva. The Teveya is the one that's pressing claims. The Nitva is the defendant. Most Rishonim hold that a defendant cannot write a Shtar Hasha for someone else to represent him. And it makes a lot of sense. Unlike the, 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 the current civil law that I can send my lawyer to court to represent me. Because even though only God really knows the truth, we do the best we could to come to the Emes. So imagine there's a Tevea and a Nitva. The Nitva knows at least his truth. This is what happened. If the Nitva is not going to be in court, and the one with the power of attorney is going to be thrown a certain curveball, and he is going to know that in order for the defendant to win the case, he's going to have to paint the scenario you know, in a certain way. We don't know whether that's true or not, whether that actually happened or not. So we're going to go over here that the defendant cannot give someone the power of attorney for him to take his place in a dentata with him not being there. Now we're not speaking about a toyin or today a lawyer that will be there with the defendant. That's something else. Here, again, it's not ideal, but we hope that the defendant will not allow for a lie to be said. The question is whether a toyveya, if I am the one pressing charges, can I allow someone to represent me? And as it will become clear that even though that normally there's a din of shlichus and shluchai shal adam kemaisai, we do not allow shlichus to work in a basin. And there are many reasons for that. One reason is, just to get to know, that halachically, a mishaleach has the power to appoint a shlich just orally, but that power is only there as long as the mishaleach is living. Once the mishaleach is not alive, legally, the shlich cannot uh, represent him. That's one reason why we would demand for the Meshalech to write a document called, let's use the words here, called an Urkasa, which allows the, the lawyer with the power of attorney to represent the Toiveya, the Meshalech. There are other Rishonim that hold, it's not that we are afraid that he's going to die, but if he appoints him only orally, he can also take away that appointment. He can also declare, okay, I don't want you to be my shliach anymore. And then he won't have the right to represent him and many other reasons in the Rishayim. But it was common for, until today, for a teveya to write a document giving someone the power to represent him. Now, we're going to see that the Yidin that lived in the Nardoi, they understood that the document isn't only a documentation of an appointment of a typical shliach. The Nardois understood that in order for someone to have the right to represent a claimant in court, the, that person has to have ownership in the claim. Because if he doesn't own the article that they're debating, the nitva can tell that person, I don't know you. Who's pressing the claim against me? Not you. You don't own anything. I don't want to even have to deal with you. So they understood that the power of attorney works by the claimant actually giving ownership to the person who's receiving the urkasa. Now he's the owner. Now that he's the owner, now he's the claimant. He is the baldevarim. And now let's go back to the sugi we learned in the previous daf, which is that Rabbi Yechanan holds that if something is not in your possession, you don't have the power to be magdashit, you don't have the power to be mafkirit, you don't have the power, now according to this uh, Nardois, to give it over to someone else. So therefore, a person cannot write a shtar harsha, you cannot give the power of attorney over a movable article. And as Placewitz points out, we're speaking about a movable article that the nitba is claiming that belongs to the nitba. In other words, it's a stolen article. And we're going to go with the approach that even Rashi understands it that way. Even though Rashi gives an example of a person who was a mafkid, who gave an article in the hands of someone as a pikadin, and then the shaymet is claiming it's mine. That's also like a ganif. In other words, there's a claim, who owns it? 
Because if I give you an article and it's in your possession, but you are moida that it's mine, it's still considered birashusai. The point here is that we're speaking about an article upon which there's a debate between two people. The Teveya says it belongs to me to Teveya. The Nitva says it belongs to me to Nitva. So we don't know who owns it. So you can't say that the Teveya has it in his Rishus. Since Rabbi Yechanan says you cannot give ownership over on something that's not in your Rishus, since the Nahadois understand that the instrument of an Urkasa doesn't only work as Shlichus, Unlike, we'll have another sheet in the Gemara. But you have to actually give the article itself over to the person who's getting the power of attorney. You can't give it over to him. It's not in your possession. Gavaldik. The Amar Avashi la Meimer asked Avashi to Meimer, my Tama, why did the Nardoi say it? Amar Lei explained that Meimer, Mishum de Rabbi Yechanan, was based on Rabbi Yechanan. The Amar Rabbi Yechanan, Gozal, Veloi Nisyo Ashu Haba'olim, the whole Sugi of the last daft, that if someone steals an article and the owners did not give up hope of getting it back, it still belongs to the owner, but it's not in the owner's possession. Shneim ain't in Yechayim Lahagdish. Said Rabbi Yechanan, neither the Ganeth nor the owner can be Magdashid The Ganeth, it's not his. And the Chidush of Rabbi Yechanan was that even the owner cannot be Magdashid And again, since the Nardois understand that the power of an Urkasa isn't stam a documentation of an appointment of Shlichus. It's not that. It's that they are giving the attorney who's getting the power of attorney ownership in it how can you give over ownership if it's not in your rishus you don't have it enough for you to be able to bequeath it to someone else ikada amri other people say that amri nardoi that the nardoi says loy kasvin in the kafre that when can you not give someone a power of attorney on something that's movable? Again, of course, we're only speaking about movables. We spoke this out on last daf because karka ain't an exelus. If there's a debate as to who owns this piece of real estate, whoever halachically owns it is halachically the one who has it in his rishus because the land doesn't go anywhere. But my metaltalin. When can you not do it? He said a much more lenient statement. They limited it. It's only when there was first a debate regarding a metaltalin. And they already went to Bezdin. And the Nitva denied him owning it to the Teveya. He made that denial in Bezdin. So as far as we are concerned, because of Hamoitzi Mechaveda Olavaraya, who does it belong to? It belongs to the uh, Nitva. It belongs to the defendant. The Teveya doesn't have it. He was already told in court, hey, you got to prove that it's yours. So the reason why the Nardoi says you cannot write a Shtar Harsha is because, mishum, because it looks like a Sheker. Tama, the Kafre, when can you not write the Urkasa? Only when that was already denied in court. The Mechzeh Keshikra. Let's read inside Rashi. The Mechzeh, the fourth line from the top of the Amit. The Mechzeh, the Chasmina Nashikra. It looks like the Edom are signing on a lie. Because the oh, the oh, the Toiveya is giving over to this man something the lace lay that's not in his possession and on top of that it was denied in court it looks like a lie let's go back on the Gemara Avo however if loy kafre if there wasn't yet a dentaira about this metaltalin and therefore it was never it was never denied and abased in then yes kasfinon then you could write it even though. It's not in his rishus. Ah, even according to Rabbi Yechanan, that's what we spoke on last year, that maybe when does Rabbi Yechanan say that you're not allowed to be magdish, that's only by hegdish. See, by hegdish, it's going from the rishus from a hediyat to God. It's a big change. Who's the owner? Or when you're redeeming something, something is hegdish, it's becoming chulin. Or when you're being mafkir something, Something belongs to someone, and when it's hefker, it belongs to no one. That type of change is something that cannot be done if the one who's trying to affect the change doesn't have it in his rishos. When it comes to transferring an article from the domain of one hediot to the domain or to the ownership of another hediot, that could be done. And therefore, if that would be the case, then even after Rabbi Yechanan, the Nardoi is only limited the power of writing an urkasa. Only in a case that there was metaltalin that was denied in Beisden. And there's a whole different issue called Mechzeh Keshikra. 
you know, now that the Teveya was told in a basin, until you prove it's yours, it's not yours, then what is he writing in the document? I'm transferring my rights to it to, you have no rights. In a basin they said it, you have no rights. Again, it's not Mamash Sheker, it looks like a Sheker. Okay. And uh, over this, a movable item. So, obviously, doesn't that mean our definition is in dispute? So, they're not agreeing that it's yours. I got it. So, let's go back. So, the first version you got, based yes. on, second version holds, like we spoke out in the last year, that even Abi Yechanan, who says that if something is not in your Roshuz, he only says you can be Magdashit, or as we had in the last daf, you can be Mafkerit, or you cannot redeem it. Just to know that concept. But you are able to, because of what you just said, you are able to sell it to someone else. So therefore, yeah, since it's up to dispute, the Teveya holds its mine, of course I can give over your ownership to the, to, 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 to the person who's getting the Shtar Harsha. Okay. Elamad, okay. there's a whole other concept. Since we already went to a Din and if based in Paskint, that until the Moitzi has a Raya, it stays in the hands of the Muchzak, so it's as if they pass in that right now it belongs to the other person. Once they already went through the first round in the Beisden, now you cannot write a Shtar Harsha. Because it looks like you're lying. Beisden already passed in that it belongs to the Nitba until proven otherwise. So who are you to transfer ownership? All this is predicated on one Akuda. That the, the Nardoins held that a Shtar Urkesa, Shtar Harsha, doesn't mean I'm giving you the right to represent me. You have to own it, because if you don't own it, then the nitba can tell the, this, this man, who are you to come to a dintaita against me? Once he denied it in court, once the nitba, it's not just beginning. If they began the dintaita, but the nitba did not make a denial, then you're still good. There's no mechzeke shikr. Now let's go to the next statement. Baiter. For Amri Nardoi says that Nardoi's that Urkasa, that in all of these documents of giving over the power of attorney, the like says Bay that if you don't have the following phrase written in it, and what will be that phrase? Zil go dinin. This is the Toiveya telling the guy receiving the power of attorney. Dinin means go sue him, and Vizaki and win, and Vaapik lenaf shach. Here's the key. See the Nardoi, and keep the proceeds for you. If you don't write those words clearly, then there's nothing in the Shtar Harsha. Why? Because the, the Nitba will tell this man, you have a document. I don't know you. That's again the base. So it has to be not only understood, it has to be explicitly written in this Urkasa that the one who's receiving the Urkasa, if he wins, he keeps the proceeds for himself. Now it goes without saying, it doesn't mean that later they have another agreement. After you win it for yourself, you know, a part goes to you, a part goes to me. That can be done later. But when he's standing in Beisden, he's the Baldover. Now all of this, it doesn't mean, according to the Nardois, that the guy receiving the power of attorney has to be the full owner. No, you can write in the document that you're going to get a third. Very common today, lawyers, they take, you know, they don't even charge you. They take from the outset that if they win, they'll keep apart. But they are now, Taka the Baldover, that if he, you're right that he gets half, or a third, or a quarter, it has to be, you know, a, a substantial amount. Migo de mishtoi dina palga. Since the nitba cannot tell him, because he responds, I'm getting half, I'm getting a quarter, so he can already represent the Teveya not only for the quarter, he can represent the Teveya for everything. Amar goes further, says Amar, that even if they had this agreement that after he wins, if the attorney wins, he's going to give, let's say, half and half. What happens if he at the end holds on to everything? Based on the understanding of the Nardoins, that an Urkasa gives ownership to the one who has the power of attorney, itafas. That's the way the second explanation of Nashi interprets the Gemara. If the agent wrongfully holds on to all of it, you can't take anything out of him. It's all based on the fact that we look at the agent not as a normal shliach, but we look at him as someone who gets ownership 
in that metaltalin or in that karka. Now Ravashi disagrees with the whole premise. Ravashi holds that even though it's better to have a document, but still the document works with the power of shlichas. So why did you bechlal need a sh- uh, document we spoke out? Because, you know, if you appointed a shliach with words, you can nullify it only with words, and we're afraid that happened, or, or, or other concerns. But you only have to be a shliach. Ravashi Yomar, Kivin the Kasvilei, since you have also the standard liner in this Urkasa, called the Mis'ani Medina, Kabilis Olai, that the Toiveya, writes in the document to the agent, to the one accepting the power of attorney, that all expenses that you'll have on account of this dentator, you can collect it from me. What does that prove? If he's giving ownership to the agent, the agent will never collect on top of that something from the Tevea. He worked for his own. The fact that you have such a line in there, and that the Tevea tells the agent, any expenses is on me, is a raya that only Shiach Shlaviyahim. Other people hold that Shutafa Shavye, that he made him into a partner, but he never gave him full ownership. If not, it's a contradiction. If you give someone full ownership of this, the Taltalin, then, then the, what the attorney is not going to, is going to get more money from the owner. Now, Lamayna Afkimina, whether Ameymar, whether Ravashi said Shliach Shavye or Shutafa Shavye, it's Lemit Palga. If the agent, after he wins, keeps it, whether he can keep half of it or none of it. If he's viewed as a shutov, then he can keep uh, half. If he's viewed as a shliach, then he keeps nothing. So there's really a machlekes, did Ravashi disagree with the Naradoyans or not? Did he view the agent only as a partial owner or as a zero owner? Says the Gemara, you should know the halacha is. That even when you have a shtar harsho, only shliach shavyei. There's many other ways of learning this Gemara, but that's the way we learned it and that's going to be the halacha. Whatever the Shliach Shavya means. That a Shtar Harsha does not give any type of ownership to the agent. The owner remains the Teveya. But through the document, the way Ravashi understands, the Nitva cannot say, Lav Bal Devarim Didiyat. Because the agent tells the Nitva, Herzachayim, there is a man who has a claim against you. And for that you have to go to a Dintaira. I'm only representing him. But since you have to go to a dentator because of the Teveya, I am b- b- in his place as a Shliach Shavodam, which is Kemaisai. Okay, moving on to the next Mishnah. Says the Mishnah, If a person stole, now we know the Din, a person is a Ganif, he has to pay back the principal and Kefal. But to, for that to actually happen in a Beisdin, Beisdin needs to know that he stole. By Din of the Mamayna, how many Adim do you have to have? Two Adim. So if you had the two Adam, and v'tava al-pihem, and later after the Ganav stole, the Ganav either shechted that animal, or he sold the animal, for which the trader gives another din, not on top of the kefal, kefal is included, that shoyed or said five or four times the amount. Again, when will based in Paskin that he has to pay the Dalad Vehei? When you have Adam. So one case will be, that's the simplest case, that the same Edim that are testifying that there was a Geneva, the same Edim are testifying that there was Tzvicha Merchira. Then, there's no Chiddush in the Mishnah Pshita, the guy has to pay Arba V'chamisha. However, the Mishnah is saying a Chiddush, Oy Alpi Shnayim Achedim, that even if the Ede Geneva and the Ede Tzvicha Merchira are not the same two people, but now that Beisden has from two different sets of witnesses, they have the knowledge that the Ganev stole and the Ganev sold, or the Ganev shechted it. So Mishalim, Tashlume, Arba, Vachamisha, even though they're not the same groups of witnesses, and we're going to see in the Gemara the Chidish Sheyesh Bedavar. So remember, that will be the first topic in the Gemara. Continues the Mishnah. If a person steals, and he sells it on Shabbos, now, the Mishnah, the next few liners, are going to be really in between the lines, reminding us that there's a concept called come lay bedarabamine. Meaning, if a person does one act, and that one act is a violation of two different Avedas, one for which you have to pay money, but the, uh, the other Aveda is an Aveda, and our Tana holds. It's an Aveda that carries on it the penalty of Misas Beisdin and Dafka Misas Beisdin, not Kadis. We're not speaking about the other topic of Tanah Deveda Pchiskia 
or the other opinions, whether you have to actually get killed, let's even go with Rab that it's a sin for which sometimes you'll be killed in Beisden. Then the rule will be, Beisden will never obligate you to pay. Because of the rule, you only get the more serious of punishments. Now, selling on Shabbos, I know it sounds strange, but for those of us who are here when we learn Masech the Shabbos, this time or the previous time, selling on Shabbos is not one of the Laman Tesmolachas. The reason why we cannot sell things on Shabbos, it's either it's included in the Pasek and Nach, you know, it's part of your, your mundane activities that we're not allowed to do, and we're not minimizing that, God forbid. So it's either Bedivrei Kabbalah, Kabbalah meaning from Nach, or we learn the other sheet in the Gemara, Shema Yichtoiv. That if you're going to make a sale on Shabbos, you might document the sale. And writing is us in Midoraiz. No one is minimizing, God forbid, the Isra Darabanan. And certainly not the Isra Midoraiz Kabbalah. But there's no Misas Beisden. So if the person sold it on Shabbos, you don't have the exemption of Kamalei Bidarabamine. So therefore, you're going to be Chayv Dalad Vehei. Likewise in the next case. If a person sold an animal, stole an animal, and sold an animal to people that will use it for Avay Dezara. Now, if the person would have been Toiveyach la Avay Dezara, ah, shechting for Avay Dezara, that's mama serving Avay Dezara. That's a sin that has Misas Beisden. If that would be the case, you're not going to be obligated to pay Dalot Vehei, because the same act that would have brought Dalot Vehei is bringing upon that person uh, Misas Beisden. The person sold it to Avaydazara, you shouldn't have done it. But selling something to a priest that he's going to use it for Avaydazara doesn't carry Misas Beisden. So there's no Misas Beisden, so you'll have to pay Dalot Vehei. Likewise, breaking Yom Kippur is a terrible Aveda that carries the penalty of Kares. But we don't say Kares and Tashlumen, no Tashlumen. We don't say Kamle B'der when there is a penalty in the hands of heaven. We only say it when there's Misas Beisden. Breaking Shabbos is Skilam. Breaking Yom Kippur is only Kares, only relative to. So there's no Kamle B'der Next case, Ganav. Mishalaviv, a person stole an animal belonging to his father, and he shechted it. And after he shechted it, or he, or he sold it, and after he shechted it or slaughtered it, his father passed away. And as Rashi points out, if the person would have stolen it from his father, then the father would have passed away, and then he would have sold it. Since he, with his brothers, but he has a portion of that animal, he shouldn't have sold it without his brother's permission. But you can't give him the additional penalty of Dalad Vehei when he sold something that he partially owns. But now that in the case of the Mishnah, he shechted it or he sold it before his father passed away. So he owes his father Dalad Vehei. Later his father passes away, he has to give the Dalad Vehei to all of his brothers. Or, or Ganav Vitavach Vaacharka Chigdish. He stole it. He shechted it. And then he was Magdashit. Not he stole it and he was Magdashit and then he shafted it. Now again, that's the whole question. Who was the one that was Magdashit? It's not Bidashusai. Here he stole it, he shafted it, and then he was Magdashit. Now his Hagdish was valid. Even if there was no Yush, because when there's Shinui Maisa, you acquire it. So the Hagdish is a Hagdish. And we know that when do we have the penalty of Kefal and when is there the penalty of Dalad Vehei? Only when it's from a Hediyat. When it's Shoir Re'eyu, not Shoir Hegdish. But here when he did the Gan of Vitavach, it wasn't Hegdish yet. So in all of these cases, what a Gavaldi Mishnah, Mishalem, Tashlumi, Moving on to the last part of the Mishnah. If a person stole an animal and he slaughtered it not to eat it, but for some, uh, you know, a doctor told him that uh, for medicinal purposes, you've got to eat some of that animal. Or, if he stole it, and he killed it, not to eat it, to feed it to his dogs. Or, if he slaughtered it, and the animal turned out to be a treifa, meaning that it had one of the 18 blemishes that we'll learn in Masech Tachulun. That even though the shechita was done kahalacha, the animal was treif, it cannot be eaten. Or, if a person brought an animal which was chulin and he shechted it, and the din is that no one is allowed to eat it. In all of these cases, just because you decided not to eat it, or just because halacha does not allow you to eat it, you're not off the hook 
from paying Abba Hamishon. In all of these cases, Mishalom Tashlumi Abba Hamishon. However, Rab Shimon disagrees, but not on everything. Only in the last two. See, in the last two cases, you're not allowed to eat it halachically, which is when the animal is treif, you can't eat treif. A person, God forbid, shechts chulin ba'azara, you can't have the animal. Here, Rab Shimon holds, since the tevicha does not allow you to eat it, you're off the hook for Dalad Vehei. However, Rab Shimon will hold that if you decided to shechted l'refua, if you decided to shechted l'klavim, well, that's a personal choice that you can change. You can decide later, I'm not going to eat this l'refua. You can decide later, I'm going to get the l'refua from another animal. This I'm going to eat, uh, you know, l'teyavim. I'm not going to give it to the dogs. This I'm going to eat. So here, he holds that you are chayiv like the Tanakhama Dalad Vehei. Okay, good. So now the Gemara begins with the first din of the Mishnah. And not mamish with the first din, which the same Edom for Geneva with the Edom for Tvich Mechira, there's no point in that, there's no Chiddush in that, that was just leading up to the next case. The first din of the Mishnah meaning that two Edom said that the guy gambled it. Another two Edom said that he did Tvich Mechira. And our Mishnah says, he's Chayev Dalot Vehei, Says the Gemara, ah, Lema, the Mishnah is not like Rabbi Kiva. This apparently cannot go like Rabbi Kiva, because the e Rabbi Kiva had the author of the Mishnah bin Rabbi Kiva, or held like Rabbi Akiva. Ha'ama, Rabbi Kiva holds that when it says in Parsha, Shoiftim Alpi, Shnei Edim Yakum Dover, that on the base, on the testimony of two, shall a matter be established, the matter completely has to be established on the mouth of two. Davar, a matter, not half of a matter. And Luchura over here, the Edim that are testifying that there was Tvicha, you know, if you would not have the other Edim that said that he gandvit, what does two Edim saying that I shechted an animal be machayir me? Nothing. If two Edim see me shechting an animal, if two Edim see me selling an animal, what's wrong with that? If it's mine, I did no sin. So that testimony is only of significance based on another testimony that I gone with it. So you need to have the Eidei Geneva. So one second, the Kefal has to be paid, there's no debate. There's only two Eidim for that. But when the Mishnah says I have to pay Dalad Vehei, had the Mishnah been Rabbi Kiva, I wouldn't have paid Dalad Vehei. Because the Eidim of Tzvich HaMechira, Luchura, they're only testifying to a Chatsi Dabar. And where did Rabbi Kiva say is there in the Tanya? Omar Rabbi Yoisi says Rabbi Yoisi, Kishaholach Abba Chalafto. Either the name of the Tana is Abba Chalafto, or actually it, Rabbi Yoisi's father's name is Chalafto, and he called him Abba Chalafto, which is a whole different topic, whether a son can call his father by his name. And even when his father is not present, if he adds a title to his father's name, according to those, you're allowed to do it. Because he called his father, he never said, my father, Chalafta. He says, Abba Chalafta. The Tata Chalafta. So it's like, a, it's his father. Anyways, he said that Abba Chalafta went to learn by Rabbi Yechanan ben Nuri. But other people say it was the opposite. That Rabbi Yechanan ben Nuri was the one that went to Abba Chalafta. Turning to Amad. Now, Amad, Loi, whichever one, one asked the other regarding a din that we will learn a lot in Baba Basra in the third Pedic in Cheska Sabatim. There is a din that if a person, Reuven, who was known in the past to be the owner of a house, to be the owner of a field. Everyone knew that. No debating on that. Shimon is living in that house or in that field for three years or more. He's there, he was there for a full three years or more. Reuven tells Shimon, uh, it's my field. Shimon tells Reuven, I bought it from you. Reuven says, yeah, where's the document? Shimon says, I don't have a document. So there's a din that once Shimon was there for three years or more, he has a chazaka that it's his. The very fact, that you know, there's a different lambdas, the fact that for the first three years Reuven never made a protest, and had he made a protest, even before technology, we have the concept of chavre islay, the chavre, the chavre islay, Shimon says, if you would have made a protest, I always would have kept the document. But I, I, you never made a protest. I bought it from you, or you gave it to me as a gift. I never knew what do I have to hold on to the shtadl oilam void. I lost it. And the din will be that Shimon gets to keep it. Why? Because he has a cheskas shaloshan. But he has to prove in court that he was there for three years. Now what happens? 
two Edim are testifying that the current occupant in our Mashal Shimon was there for one of the three years. Another Shnai, another Shnaim, another two Edim are saying that he was there for the second year. And yet another set of witnesses, Shlishis, Bifnei Shnaim, the third year was in front of a third set of witnesses. So the question they had, Abba Chalavta and Abba Yechen and Danuri, one asked the other, is that good enough for Edim that there is a Chazaka? So Mahu, so Amar Loi, whoever got the question, whoever was the teacher, said, yes, Harezu Chazaka. Bezdin has, from Edim, knowledge that Shimon was there for three years. Cheska Shalishanim. So Amar Loi, the one who asked, who accepted the answer, just commented that I agree with you. However, Rabbi will disagree with it. Rabbi is of the opinion that as we spoke out, that you can't say something that only testifies to half of what is needed to be known. And therefore, since based on Either one of the three Adam. You don't have a full testimony. Shimon only gets to keep it because he was there for a full three years. He's not there for a full three years. From one. You have to rely on the testimony of the other so we don't have Adam and therefore Rabbi Kiva will not agree with it. Now, based on the understanding that Rabbi Kiva would disagree with the din of Abba Chalafta and Rabbi Menuri, he would also disagree with the din of our Mishnah. In our Mishnah, the, the Edim that say that you did Tvicha, their testimony wouldn't have any effect if you wouldn't also have the other two witnesses that said that he ganved it. So those Edim is only giving over a Chatsi Dover, he would not have to pay Dawud Vehei. You don't have to pay Kefal for Ganeidim. To which Amar Abaya, Abaya says Gavaldik, Afilu Temer Abakiva. Yes, even though Abakiva holds Chatsi Dover. And therefore in the case, of Chazaka, Rabbi Kiva will disagree with Abba Chalafta and Rabbi Yechelem and Nuri. Here it's different. Why? Milon Moide Rabbi Kiva. Wouldn't Rabbi Kiva agree? The Shnayim Oimrim Kidesh. Speaking about a woman who, God forbid, committed adultery. For is, there is a Misas Bezdin. But in order to kill her in court, first we have to know halachically, prove that she's married. What happens if two Adam come and say that, yeah, we saw the Kedushin. They were the Eid Kedushin. They witnessed the Kedushin. And Shnaim Oimrim, other witnesses come and testify that she had an affair, that she had an, a, a relation with another man. What will be the din? Says Abayah. Even though the Eid on their own don't affect anything. They need the Eid Kedushin still even the Eid Kedushin since the first set of witnesses established that she's married without the need of anyone else to accomplish that she's married. So therefore, Dabar Karinobe. Dabar Karinobe doesn't only mean on the first Chevret, even means on the second. Words, the first Adam testified that she's married. That affects a full independent din. Unlike the case of Chazaka, two Adam that say that a man lived there, that Shimon lived there for one year, that has no independent consequence. Gurnisht. Here, two Adam are saying that she received Kedushin. She's a married woman. For all the dinam of a married woman. So once that's established, because that is called Edavar, think about it. Now when the other two Adam come and say that she was Baal, God forbid, that's also Davar. They're saying a full testimony that a married woman had the ilah with another man. Hachinami here is the same thing. When two Adam came and said that Shimon Ganvit from Reuven something, that is a full testimony. Your chayev for Geneva. Ha-Geneva, chayev kefal. Now that this is established, the other two Edom are also saying a davar. Ha-Chinami, Afalgav, the Edei Tvicha, Tzricha, Edei Geneva. Even though, for there to be a consequence of Tvicha, it's only because we know it's stolen, but even the Edei Geneva, Tzricha, Edei Tvicha, davar karina bey. We're going to get there in a moment. Very good. Now, vira banan. But one second. Now the question is, okay, that's a good point. When one Adim don't accomplish anything by themselves, which is, for example, the case of Chazaka, before we put Rabbi Kivu who holds that it doesn't work, the Chachamim hold that it does work. 
what do the Chachamim do with Dover Belechatsi Dover? So for Rabbanon, Hai Dover Belechatsi Dover, Lemutamai. So now we're going to learn another Madrega. That there is something that's even less than the case of one year of Chazaka. And for that, the Chachamim will apply Dover Belechatsi Dover. This is a Gavaldic piece of Lamdis. Lemutay Echad Oimer Begaba Beechad Oimer. We're speaking about a girl that became 12 years old in one day, but she only becomes a na'ara if we know that she also is beginning to mature, for which you have to know that she grew to sa'aris. We're going to learn the sugi over here that the two sa'aris don't dafka have to be pubic hairs. They can be any hair on the body, as we'll see in Rashi if you learn Rashi Kipshutek. So, for example, if on her fingers, there begins to develop a more coarse hair. Now, she has to have two sa'aris. Correct. And the two sa'aris, what happens if one aid says that there is a hair, bigaba means on her back. Rashi says back meaning on the back of her finger. And one aid says that she has one hair, bikresa, on her abdomen. Here it's a euphemism. In the, in the private area. So, the Gemara says... Before you keep on talking, that cannot be the case. Because if there's only one aid for one here begabo, and one aid for one here bekreisa, that's who's even talking about that? Is chatziyedus? Take the gemara right away. Hi chatziyedus, chatziyedus. So we we correct. There were two aidim that is one here, according to Rashi, on her finger. There are two aidim that is one here bekreisa. No, think about it. Here, even the Chachamim Ramoideh, that we don't put them both together. Why? This is Gavaldik. When two Adim say that this girl has one hair, what does that accomplish? Not even, nothing. Nothing. A, a girl who has one, however you define, a more coarse body hair, that doesn't do anything to change her status. What changes her status? Only if she has two sa'aris. Let's read it inside. Honey, if you listen to the testimony of one, of, of one group, she has a hair on her finger. Yeah? What are they saying? She's still a ketano. Because one hair is nothing. Honey, I'm a ketani. The other one says, we see a hair, bikresa, on her stomach, on a private part. What does that do? Nothing. The Chachamim hold Chazaka is different. By Chazaka, the act of Chazaka is something. Two Adam are saying that Shimon lived there for one year. They are saying that he made an act of Chazaka. Not for one moment, for a whole year. Elama, you have to have three years. But you can't take away the fact that living there for a year is an act of Chazaka. One year is not an act, it's not a Chazaka, it's nothing. So everyone holds of the concept of Dover Valei Dover. The only question is, how do you apply it? So either, let's go, the minimum is that each Adim, like in the case of Echad Begab, of Echad Bekreisa, since she's not doing anything, and just her having one here doesn't accomplish anything, so Ataka doesn't accomplish anything. So we don't put them together, one second. Chazaka is the next, is when, when two groups, two Adim are saying one year. Two other Adim a second year. Two other Adim a third year. Since... Each one is testifying regarding an act which is halachically a chazaka, lechachamim, it's called a complete davar. Rabbi Kiva also holds it's not a complete davar because the consequence of that act is zero. Having one year of a chazaka doesn't accomplish anything. But Abaya is suggesting in our case in the Mishnah, where, or in the case of Baal and Kiddush, when the first set accomplishes a full independent din, a woman is a married woman from any other dinim. In our case, a ganaf is a ganaf. You have to pay careful. Once the testimony of the first group is independently going to accomplish something, so it accomplishes that. Now, once that's established, now we know she's a married woman. So two Adams say, Baal, Rabbi Kiva will, will be my that she'll get killed. Or in our case, now that two Adams say that Tvicha or Mechira, now that we already know that there was an act of Geneva, it's not a Chatsi Dover, and even Rabbi Kiva will be my that is Dalad Vehei. Moving on. Says the quoting the Gemara from the Mishnah, Ganav Umachar B'Shabbos. And as we spoke out, that the Mishnah is teaching you that even though there is the concept of Kam Leib the but that's only if there's going to be a sin for which there is Misa's Bezin. As we spoke out Mechira, 
is either the violation of Mimtsoi Chavtsocha, or Mechida is just a rabbinic, just relative, a Mechisar the Rabbanon, Shema Yichtoiv. There's no uh, Misas Beisdin, so you're going to be, have to pay Dawal Vehei. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. It says in a Braisa that if a person ganves, whatever, during the week, and the person is Machar Bishabis, he'll be potter from Dawal Vehei. Yeah? Where will you find a case that selling will violate the Isar Daridaisa for you to say, come lay? So the Gemara gives two answers. Omar Rami Barchama, Kitanya, the potter, you know what the Braisa is referring to? In a unique type of sale, which will be the buyer, the buyer tells the Ganef, who's the seller, cut off one fig from my fig tree. Toysva says, obviously not speaking about your normal Kenyan through Kesev, Kesev does not affect the Kenyan by Metaltolin. A guy stole an, an ox, that's only where this Daladeh ox or a lamb. We're speaking about Kenyan Chalip. So what's King Chalipim? The buyer tells the seller, after they agree to the sale, you take a fig, and in exchange I will acquire the animal that was stolen. So when he cut a fig off a tree, that's an Isur, Doir for which is Chiv Misas Beizdin, Chiv Skila. That's why we say, Kam that you have this exchange. So the act which affected the Mechira, which is cutting off a fig from the tree, that taka affected the mechira. And by when you're mechir or something that's stolen, you got to pay back four or five times, come lay me the nabamine. Asks the Gemara. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ghana found an agreement with the buyer. No, 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 no. We're speaking about the case of the Mishnah. So Omri asked, they asked on this answer of Rami, the kiv and the kitavale kamabadina. What would have happened if after the buyer, after the seller, the Ganev, who is the one in our case who is affecting the Kenyan, how did he affect the Kenyan? By taking the fig. What would happen? Think about this. It goes on old Kenyan Chalipans. The, the seller took the fig and he's not giving him the animal. So normally he would take him to a Dintaira and they would tell him, Herzachain, either give back the fig, at least begin with that, or give the animal. Really, they would tell him, give the animal. But in this case, if they were to tell him, either give back the fig, or give him the animal, Bezin would never opine over here. Bezin would not force him, either to return the fig, or to give the animal. Why not? For the same reason of Because since the seller, the Ganav, he's a Ganav, and he's Machal Shabbos, he went ahead, the Machai Benafshehu, so since he didn't act for which Bezin is going to hold him account by killing him, Bezin doesn't tell him what to do with any of the money here. So therefore, the Gemara in this Havamina, we're going to refute that later, holds, the Mechira is not even a Mechira. That means if the act of Kenyan is not an act that can be forced to be followed through in a Bezin, so it's an oxymoron. So if there's no Mechira, if there's no sale, there's Chil Shabbos, he's going to be killed. But the reason why he's Patar and Dalot Vehei, is not because it's because it was never sold. That's not, that's not what the Brisa is referring to. So Elam and Papa says that Papa, the case of the Brisa is the buyer is telling the seller who's the Ganev, we're going to make a Kenyan, Kenyan Chatzer. After they agreed on the price, throw the animal into my yard. Now and the Tikneli and I will acquire it. So what's the Isur Chilol Shabbos here? Hoitzah. They were standing in the Dirushu Sarabim, and the buyer is in the Dirushu Sayachid. So the moment King and Chatzar went into effect, there was an act of Hoytza'ah. Now, Tysus points out very importantly, because we learned this in Gitim, that King and Chatzar works, first of all, when my Chatzar is a Chatzar Hamishtameris, which means it doesn't necessarily, I don't need for the animal to land in my yard. And even if it lands in my yard, if my yard doesn't have walls around it, or if I'm not standing there, I won't be kind it. So my chatzar has walls around it. Now, when does the king and chatzar kick in? When it enters the airspace of the walls. When does chatzar kick in? Does it have to actually have a hanacha? Or is it enough for it to enter the area above my Rishus HaYachid? We learned this in Shabbos. That's a machlekes tanoim. The question there is whether kluta kemish uhun chadami 
or whether kluta lafkehun chadami. The case over there is, is that if I'm standing in the Rishos HaYachid, Reuven is standing in the Rishos HaYachid, and he takes any article, and he throws it into your Rishos HaYachid, midoiraisa, from one Rishos HaYachid to another Rishos HaYachid, there's no violation. The whole need of making Eruvin is only midrabanan, midrishos hayachid, midrishos hayachid. However, it threw, it flew through edrishos harabim. Rishos hayachid, rishos hayachid, rishos harabim. Says the Tana Rabakiva, Kluta, when something is contained in the airspace of another rishos, not contained that it's going to land there. It's dafka not going to land there. If it entered the airspace of a rishos harabim, it's as if it stopped there, li'inyin dinishabis. So says the Gemara, Kiman, this answer will only work like Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva is the one that holds that kluta, that an article being contained in another rishus is kemishuhun chadami, it's as if it rested there. So therefore, I, the, the ganafir, threw the animal into the buyer's rishus. Kenyan chatzir works the moment it entered the airspace within the walls. When does the din hoitza'a happen? You don't have to have a physical Hanukkah. The Akira you had, when does it happen? When it entered? Now, Tresos points out, here, if it would have been, speaking about a case, where the Ganav threw it over the walls of the buyer, the Ganav threw it over the walls, the Isur, Shabbos, and the Isur Geneva did not happen at the same time. Because even when the animal entered above the airspace of the walls, since, remember, the Rishus HaYachid goes up until the Rakiah, it entered the Rishus HaYachid over the walls. King and Chatzot only works when it's Mishtameres. So Taisus just points out that we're speaking about a case that he didn't throw it over the walls, he threw it through a door. The moment it entered the area above the Rishus HaYachid, it was already within the walls. So at the same time there was an Isr HaYitzah, at that same time the King went into effect. That's the case of the Braisa. Because the Ikir if we would hold you actually need a real Hanukkah, physical Hanukkah, given the Matil Chatzir, everyone agrees, as we learn together, Masech Gitin, King in Chatzir doesn't need a physical Hanukkah. That was the Mishnah. Right, a man has a get, he's standing on the roof, he throws it down to her, or he's on the ground, she's on the roof, he throws it up. You don't need for the get to hit the ground, even if later the wind blew it away and the get got burnt, she's Migodashes. King in Chatzir, Beisoy, for Kinyanim, everyone holds, King and Chatzar doesn't have to have a Hanach. It just needs the Mishtameris. But Liying and Shabbos, according to Rabbanon, Loi Mechayev Adamati Leila Aron. And Oi Bazoi, Oi the Braisa wouldn't work, and the Gemara makes it better. The Braisa that says Patr is even Lachachamim. However, when does the Chachamim hold that King and Chatzar only works when, when it enters the airspace? That's only if nothing was verbalized. But but if the buyer tells the gun of the seller, I don't want to acquire that which you stole. Only until it hits the ground. If that was verbalized, then King Chatzar also only works after you have the Hanukkah. According to the Rachachamim, when is the Chilol Shabbos of Yitzah happen? Akira and the physical Hanukkah. So again, it happens at the same time. Because we found a scenario that there is a Kamle Midarab which is why the Braissa says that Pater. Now Rava is going to go back to Rami. Rava, Amar Rava says, I'll tell you Rami's answer is correct. Rama answered that we're speaking about a case that the Mechira was done through a Kenyan. Let's go with Taisviz of Chalipin. And the Chalipin was connected to him actually physically taking a fig off a tree, that's the Easter Deir I saw. Nevertheless, what was your whole logic? That since, if you're dealing with Ganovim, that's what happens. That after the Ganov takes the fig, the Ganov doesn't give him the animal, the Ganov doesn't give him back the fig, and he's going to go to a Beisdin, and Beisdin won't do anything to the Ganov, because he's a Machal Shabbos, he's going to get killed. So the, one, the challenge against Rami was, since you cannot enforce the king in, in Beisdin, the Kenyan is not a Kenyan. The Gemara says it's not true. The Kenyan is a Kenyan. Beisdin cannot enforce it. And the proof is going to be from the din of an Esnan Zaino. And look at this a tragic example that Esnan Zaino Asra If a woman is a Zaino and she gets paid for the act of Zenus with an animal, that can never be offered as a carbon. Esnan Zaino. So, Bafilo, what will be the case of the Gemara? God forbid, Baal Imai. Now, having a relation with one's mother, 
Schiv Misas Beisdin. Speaking about the mother is a Zoyna and she got paid for Baalimai. Now, what happens if a man pays her with an animal? Are you going to tell me that that's not Esnan Zoyna? Why would we think it's not Esnan Zoyna? If your logic is logic, it would not be Esnan Zoyna. Because if she would go demand payment in court, would Beisdin enforce that promise payment? Also not. Why not? Because since she's Chayv Misas Beisdin for doing Znus with her son, she can never forcibly in court get the payment. But nevertheless, if he gives her the animal, that was their agreement, the animal is called Esnan Zoyna and it cannot be offered as a carbon. Let's read it inside. Even the Etavale come on Bedina of the mother would come to a dintaita against the son. Bazin will never force the son in court to give her the, the Esnan Zoyna. Why? Because again, since there was an act for which the Schiv Misas Bazin, that's all Bazin worries about. They worry with one case, they deal with the Rabamine, they deal with the more severe sin. But nevertheless, if the son will pay his mother, it's considered an Esnan Zayna, and it cannot be offered as a carbon. So last line in the Amit, says the Gemara, the same logic in Rami, Rami gave a Gavaldika answer. Even if after they made the king in Chalipin, if the Ganev continues his profession of being a Ganev, and he doesn't give the animal, and he doesn't give back the fig. And if the buyer is going to go crying to the Beisdin, Yeah, Beisdin will not enforce the Ganav to give back the fig and not to give the animal. Nevertheless, When he will transfer the animal, when he will give him the animal, so was there a Kenyan or was there not a Kenyan? The din is, It is a Kenyan. You know, it's really what we are saying here is that does not mean that he's absolved of the lower obligation. No, means that the lesser obligation is not enforceable in Beisden. But the Mechira is a Mechira. The sale is a sale. It's just, it's a sale that cannot be enforced. So it's Gavaldic. If there was a sale that happened at the same time that there was a Chilol Shabbos Midoy Raisa, and that's the din that we learned in our Mishnah. You don't have to pay. Dalad vehei, gavaldik. To be continued. Okay, guys, we're learning.